Hey, everybody, it's John. And thanks to everybody who helps us out every week by going to patreon.com slash steal this beer and throwing a couple of bucks away so that we can mail beers to our guests and have some fun conversations resulting from that. So uh, if you're not already, go check it out. It's patreon.com slash steal this beer. Uh, as Cass says, a little bit goes a long way and we appreciate the support. Now, here come the sirens. Steal This Beer, a candid weekly discussion about beer, over beer, by a couple of guys that think about beer way too much. Hey y'all, it's 5 o'clock on Monday and we are stealing beer. I'm Augie Carton, world traveling Augie Carton. Well, I mean, Colorado and back, but welcome. Uh, I'm John Hall, uh, who also briefly spends time in Colorado now and again. For, for hours at a time. For, for beer <laughs> hours at a time. I you was there up, for hours. You took up residency at Beerstadt, and I stopped in for a couple of pints and then flew back home. I love, so, so Thieves at Home, <laughs> this was just, this was just funny. What's funny is, so some of the thieves on Facebook were like, what the fuck are you two doing at Great American Beer Fest? Neither one of you really cares or loves. Right. And I was like, neither one of us are here. So what happened was I what had happened? a wedding. I had what had happened was I had a wedding in Denver the week before Great American Beer Fest and then had two ideas with that. I was like, I will bring my bike out, ride bikes for the week in between. And then when John comes out for GABF, I'll be out there with him and we'll record some episodes. So my bike buddy's like, yeah. Solid plan. Yeah. My bike buddy, this is just my idea. My bike buddy's like, yeah, let's do it. So we bring our bikes out and we go. And then John's like, I'm not doing GABF. In fact, I'm only doing Denver Rare Beer and I'm only there for five hours. Yeah, pretty much. My (laughs) original plan So the Denver rare beer tasting happens on the Friday of the GABF weekend. And my original plan was I was going to get the first flight into Denver, uh, take the train downtown, go to the Denver rare beer festival for a couple of hours, go to beer stop for a couple of more hours and then fly home on the last flight of the day. I was just going to do like a, like a punishment trip of uh, abuse to my body and my liver uh, by doing that. Um, that was my original plan. So I was like, no, we can't do shows because I'm only there for a finite amount of time. And if I meet you at five o'clock at Beer Stud Augie and you've been there since they open at 6 a.m. You're well, not to be fair, to- if I've been there since 4.45. Right, yeah. <laughs> the line starts behind me, pal. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all get out. I know people. Um, but anyway, uh, so then I do the wedding, which was amazing. That's when I did my beer stop visits. Um, Plural, multiples. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, and then I do the bike riding. It was very cool. I rode my bike almost to the top of the highest paved road on North America, but the last seven miles were shut down for snow. So I get credit for a big mountain having not really done a big mountain. Okay. Um, and then I'm all packed up, done my spin out ride. I'm packing the bag and I get a text from Hall that says, 
hey, when do you fly out? I get into Denver at 4.30. And I say, I fly out at 5.05. I will meet you at, and this is where Augie, the <laughs> Augie kicks in. But I will let John tell that part of the story. But so it's funny is I, my wife and I have been in Denver once together in the 25 years we've been dating and married. And I've been to Denver six times in the last eight years with you. Yeah. And almost every single one of those trips, we say to each other in some verbiage, been here, had a great time, drank, tasted a lot of cool stuff. Can't believe we didn't get a fat tire. And we walk into the very nice steak restaurant in the middle of Denver Airport. Yeah. Terminal B and get a fat tire together. So I very carefully sat my ass down at that bar, ordered a fat tire for you, me, and my buddy. And because you were a little behind us, we'd already missed making the joke. But John picks up this fat tire, which is break gold now, as discussed on the thing, takes a big sip and goes, Denver, you're living a lie. This is not fat tire and made my fucking week. So we didn't need to do any of our normal shit to get the one good joke in. The one good joke in. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I love that. So I land and I was like, where are you? <laughs> no, no, this is before I got there. Before Don't you got you there. Stop. Before when you, you got said, there. I can meet you for a beer in the terminal. I said. Montana's. I'm like, what the? What is Montana? Now wait, let's let Justin get involved here because poor, Ju- poor Justin. Although he's been doing this with us as long as we've been doing this, almost never gets stuck on the road with me. So Justin, you figure out what happened there, and then watch John figure it out in real time because I got to be like, oh yeah, that's probably what I meant. Of course, I know what Mon- Montana's is. It's like a steakhouse, and I love this. Thank you, Justin. Ha ha, John. You want to tell him what it really is? Yeah, it's. <laughs> You're saying Montana's, as in Joe Montana, famed 49ers quarterback, when in fact you meant Elway's famed famed Broncos Broncos quarterback. quarterback. (laughs) Because it's in Denver. Yeah. Justin, you were thinking, were you thinking Ted Montana's, like Ted Turner's place? Yes, yes. Also not in the Denver airport. (laughs) Downtown near the convention center. Great. But so, so you had to see it. This all starts before I go out for like the last, you know, the last day you do like a one hour bike ride just to relax your legs and, you know, easy one just so you don't get on the plane when you're old like me and blood clot up. So John sends the first text. I said, cool, I'll meet you at Montana's for a fat tire. Completely assuming I've said the words that will make John recognize that that what I'm talking about is a thing we've done for the last eight years. So I go out and do a 90 minute bike ride, come in, pull it out. He says, Montana's question mark. And I'm like, and I type Montana's again, but my phone corrects it to mountains. Right. And he's like, what are you talking about? (laughs) How much have you been drinking? (laughs) And I go, Montana's, the steakhouse where we always get a fat tire before we fly out of Denver. And he goes, oh, my God. Do you mean Elway's? And then breaks down for me exactly what he just explained to you. And I'm like. Yeah, that's probably what I mean. That's probably what I mean. <laughs> it so was. I and uh, went to to Elways and uh, sat down at Elways, had that fat tire, and then two more pints. In in a nice. in a forty five minute visit, the two the two of us sucked down three pints. So here's what's funny. You know what? 
topical to the show and what's going on. You know, fat tire is an important place in stories we've told on the show forever. Fat tire is an important enough story to meet there. Fat tire completely switches to a golden ale, which has shown up on the show and we've addressed as a neutered, benign beer flavored, you know, not really trying too hard beer. We have it there. And then we kind of joyously follow it with Odell's 90 shilling and Odell's IPA. And I'm not left with anger at Fat Tire. I'm left impressed by the beer culture that even though, you know, Fat Tire is becoming a generic beer, we still had good, viable, local, established, interesting options. And yeah. it's still something, it's still something like when you fly out of Newark, I'm very honored to say you can get a couple carton beers. You can definitely get some cane beer. You can definitely get some brick city beer. Bramstein. I think, I don't think that's true at all. Yeah. Um, I wish I saw Ramstein in there. I look for it every time. Terminal C. Um, never Terminal C. Um, but, and then you see like hey, Cass some other here, people the make it in. Yeah. Us. Hey Cass. Yeah, no um, one cares. <laughs> but uh, but even when it is, they don't want my whip or my like, you know, traveling beer beer. They want O Dub, and from Kane they want Head High, and from Brick City they want IPA, and they and they're kind of still using the small New Jersey craft as the craft, and then let everything else be industrial. Where this was a nice smattering of types of beer from types of breweries, all of whom are from Denver. Or I'm sorry, from Colorado. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, I'm fine with that. That's a good travel experience. You know what I mean? I don't know. Thoughts on that, John Hall? No, I I, I agree. Like it it I'm sure that there was other stuff as well, but it really does show how evolved Colorado's beer culture is that you can get local beer pretty much wherever you go, including the airport. Um, and it's, and it's diverse styles too. Right. So like, like we were drinking 90 shilling and then we we're drinking IPA and you can get your golden ales. And I mean, they had the hazies and the lagers and everything, but it's not just. Yeah. Whose hazy did they have? Cause they, uh, they had oh, a scars. They had good scars looking hazy. Scars. I didn't drink it, but it was, it looked exactly right. Like you could smell the citra mosaic on it in the pint across the bar. You knew what yeah. it was. But that was also pretty cool, right? Where there's all of these options from different Colorado breweries. Um, and I mean, and the few bars that I went to uh, for the remainder of the, the 30 hours that I had in Denver, um, you know, same thing. Like every bar you go to, like you're seeing those great, like established brands and it's a diverse list. Okay, what brings us together on Seal This Beer? Oh, yeah, what can are we conversation are we the can or the bottle? I think the can is first. Okay. Right? Can is first. Yeah, yeah. Can Cass first. knows. Thanks, Cass. All right, Augie okay. Carton's completely unprepared. I just got off the road, so I'm now, if any of you are drinking it, start talking, because I'm literally just pulled the can out of the fridge, where it's probably only down to about 60 degrees, because it was on my patio when I got home. Um, so I'm going to pour it into the black glass right now and start. So who's got notes for me as I, whoop, a little frothy. Yeah. A little um, bit. as I start, you tell me what you guys are getting. Cass, I feel like you've been, you're drinking blind with us right now. 
I am. Um, first, I'm going to say it's lovely. It's exactly what I'm looking for this afternoon. Um, even though I just hit the beer store. Um, Would you load that. up? Would you load up, Cass? What's what's so for those of you that aren't here with us and won't hear this till Monday? This is the weekend of Ophelia hitting. It's so although yeah. although there's no ridiculous wind or any of the classic hurricane problems, there is really good driving hard rain for the last six hours. Like it's. It's gray and rainy out, so it's a good time to tuck into the house and drink beers. Cass, what did you load in? Uh, I picked up a bottle of Backacre, uh, Backacre Beer Makers, just because I'm pretty sure he he shut down his operations up there in Vermont, but there's still bottles out in the wild. So on on discount, that was one purchase, and then a nice four-pack of cherry smoked lager from Schlenklera. Uh, Ooh, oh, baby. Speaking my language. And and it's my brother's birthday. I won't tell you what I brought for him because it'll probably just get poo pooed here. But it's his Is favorite it weed, beer. Weed and PBR? <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Uh, his Both his PBR. Fi- yeah. No, that that actually would I would actually mention that's what I bought him. But we'll <laughs> we'll let the thieves uh just oh, come on, think. Not, what do you what do you buy? It's him? totally his favorite life. beer. Is totally sweet his fa- his favorite beer is Sweet Baby Jesus. <laughs> no shit. Wow! Oh so my God. they had it at the local Bottle King for ten ninety nine. Does your does your wait wait? This is your brother or your brother in law? No, it's my brother. Okay, your brother only drinks beer once every decade. No, he drinks it here and there. He usually opens up a bottle of Knob Creek. That's this is usually you know poison pick, but he yep. just he always brings up Sweet Baby Jesus when we talk about beers. So got him that and actually got him a, a bottle of uh, Martin from Shankler as well, because he's never had a smoke lager before. So he uh, likes uh, his life for the better. Oh, I know. I know. Welcome we're, to you've just said, country. We're you've breaking just him. Said, you've just said a booby trap word like like boat or wine, because all I'm all I'm putting off is talking about the Martin at beer stop with Hall. So let's put Martin on the back burner for five minutes and talk about this lovely, light little Kind of sweet, kind it's, of. It's got like a light chocolate note to it. Yeah, you know? I like that. Yeah, chocolate for sure. But light, 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 light. Light, light. And yeah. now you mentioned the sweetness. You know, it is a little bit there, but I do feel it's on the drier side. Yeah. Yeah, it's not It's not like chocolate roast or any of like those like super roasty dark malt kind of thing. But there's that, that sweetness, a little bit of that chocolate. Um, I don't know, like a light. But I like, I like, I like, I like Cass saying light chocolate because although I would get it when I would go to find it, it would run away on me. But when he said chocolate, I'd be like, "That's what I was looking at." You know what I mean? Like I was like, yeah. "Hmm, it's a." And then every time I'd be like, "What's that?" And I'd go to find it, it would run away, which is probably good for a style, right? Because otherwise, we'd be drinking sweet baby Jesus if the chocolate was pervasive. But yeah, it's definitely a light chocolate note. Good call, Cass. Yeah. Otherwise, it's a super light kind of a little bit of herbal hop, like hop on the back kind of thing. Um, I'm not getting it. And like, I don't know, dryish. I like the hop note though because yeah, like it, I would almost think it was a lager, except there's no. I'm not getting um, any bitterness. You know what I mean? Like no hop bitterness. Like and there's a, and there's there's a like an ale you know what I mean? like fruitiness to this as well. Yeah, I was gonna right. say that too. A little little light cherry in there as well. Yeah. 
But like I said, it disappears. Like usually with an ale, I guess the sweetness is persisting. But what I'm saying is if it were a lager, there'd be some hop slash fermentation profile hang on. You know what I mean? Like a bitterness that, that lays you like, okay, that's how I know what that is. I'm not getting anything. This thing is gone when it's gone. Yeah. After a few sips, though, it does linger on the tongue. I do. Yeah. I do pick up some bitterness. And I'd be curious what hops are in it. I wonder, maybe it's because I'm drinking it so much warmer than you guys, which is on me, not the beer. Like, the beer didn't fuck up. I just only got into the fridge for about 20 minutes. Mine's ice cold. Uh, uh, so so I that feel would like the... maybe show it different. Maybe that's why mine's so kind of soft and yours is so kind of pronounced. Yeah. I'm trying to get cellar temperature. Um, this is, I mean, honestly, this is the... For the for the storm outside right now, mid afternoon, this is a this is perfectly nice. Yeah, it's definitely and it might, and it might make me want to like go into like stouts later on, um, like move into, I don't know, like a foreign extra stout. As of all was. the of all the beers, so right now I'm hung up on in, that chocolate. That's sitting yeah. in the carton house. This beer is kind of making me wish we had, uh. Kennedy, I'm gonna need you to turn your mic on. Whose black IPA has like a silly Halloween name? Allagash. Is that Allagash? Yeah, haunted house. All right, yeah. So, but right now, this beer is making me wish I had a haunted house. I was gonna send you guys a haunted house, but I didn't. I picked this. Oh, we liked that. We've liked that uh, every time. Kennedy, Kennedy, I wasn't designing a Kennedy let me down again story, but womp womp. That allowed to clearly that would have been the right move. <laughs> yeah but i i agree this is a good stormy weather sun's up but not showing kind of beer all right anyway yeah. uh who's gonna do a reveal i left mine on the counter when i poured it ask oh, i'm unraveling it i'm unraveling it all hollows dark from amagong amagang 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 uh, autumnal black lager. It's a lager, cloaked yeah. in roasty and chocolatey malt flavors. This uncannily smooth and creamy limited release is the perfect complement to the holiday mischief making. It's one spooky brew, typically uh, chocolate malt, hauntingly delicious, hand select dark malt. But I think they nailed. So read those words again. I think they nailed creamy and smooth, and I get chocolatey. I don't get roasty. What were the other words they used? Spooky. Spooky. Oh, it's definitely spooky. Hauntingly delicious. Yeah. Oh. It's hauntingly delicious. Womp womp. It's uh, fantastic. It definitely threw me for a loop, though. I thought we were going to be busting open a brown ale here of some sort. Yeah, I thought, I agree with you. I thought brown ale or maybe even really, really small stout. Huh. All right, cool. Yeah. Move, Porter, moving on. Um. All right, so... So I'm out there for a wedding, friends, friends wedding. Um, I'm happy to be out there. I'm out there because I love the couple. It's, it's, you know, it's why would you fly to Colorado for someone's wedding if you didn't love them? It was all amazing and they did a great job. And because I am traveling, I am part of the festivities, but not enough of a part of the, You know what I mean? I'm not family, but I'm involved in all the family events. So it's Friday afternoon had breakfast with everybody. They're going to get ready for the rehearsal dinner. We all need to be somewhere at six. And I have a four hour gap in my day. So 
I whip out my phone and I Google Maps where John Hall? Just down the street. Fucking eight minute walk from the eight hotel they walk. put me in. Eight minute walk from the hotel they put me in beer stop. I'm like, 30, you 33 minute walk this. back though. This was going to be the trip where because I wasn't with you and because I had some bit of autonomy, I was going to visit all our other Colorado friends, Denver friends. And this is I'm the like, year I'm getting a cohesion. Right. Well, fuck. Cohesion comes up on Saturday and Sunday. You wait for it. Um. So I'm like, I'm like, all right, ba 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 ba. you guys oh, should yeah. all come with. You guys should all come with me because the group I'm in is a super weird mixed group of friends and family. So, kids much younger than me, and their parents much older than me, and then kind of me in the middle. And the dad in the group never drinks, like just doesn't drink. It's not that he's sober. He's just never been a drinker. Um, the lady on my left is like, I hate strong beers. Please don't get me a beer, blah, 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 blah. And you've all been in this situation with me, right? So the minute we get there, before anybody says a fucking thing, there's like, there's like five of us when we sit down, but we might grow to eight. So I scan the barcode and I order a dozen slow pours, right? Just so they're coming, right? Because it's also... There's a weird thing when it's not you and me, John. I'm traveling with, you know, people from this region. Uh-huh. They get really annoyed by slow service. Like, I don't even mean it. And I don't think I'd notice it when you and I are traveling together because, you know, we're talking to the, the servers about things. But also, you yeah. also think hellas while you wait for, you get a no, beer no, spot but, sandwich. Yeah. But here's the thing. There were so many of us that if I let discussion happen, everything was going to get sidetracked. So I just ordered the dozen. We all got more shit. Like I got a Hell's, I got a um. They had a they had a Rauch beer on, and they had a corn lager on. So I got all three of those for myself to have tasted them. But the first order was just a dozen slow pours, get them started so they show up. So as all those arguments start, I just keep going. Just shut the fuck up, just shut the fuck up and trust me. And then I start talking about who Ashley and Bill are and how important slow pour is and how I think it's best of style anywhere in the world and therefore maybe the best beer in the world because it's my favorite pilsner and pilsner is the ubiquitous flavor i make all this speech the guy who doesn't drink drank too declared it the best beer he's ever had in his life the lady who hates um strong beers and you knew what she meant was dark in color um Loved it. Best beer she's ever had. My friend who owns this chain of restaurants and is in charge of flavor creation. Loved it. It was like the nicest, most fun afternoon I had. And then I just got the giant fucking pretzel over and over and over every time they finished one. And I was like the best host in the world just showing off our friend's place, man. It was such a chill fucking afternoon. I couldn't be happier. But this was Friday and the Martson came out Saturday. So I'm not saying I consciously forgot my jacket at Beerstadt, but the next morning, the day of the wedding, when we all had to wake up and everybody's like, I got to do this. We should do this. I'd be like, oh, sorry, guys, I have to go collect my jacket from Beerstadt. <laughs> so while everybody else is off in the world, me and Lauren are alone at Beerstadt drinking Marts and half liters. And Lauren got to meet Bill. So it was a very, oh, it was such a good trip. Such a good trip. Now you tell us about your Martin experience, Mr. Hall. So after I leave you at the airport lounge, uh, I uh, I make my way into downtown. Pretty primed Denver. up, dude. We put some, we put some gas in your carburetor. Like you were ready to fucking 
go? I, I was. I made it downtown. I dropped my bag at the hotel. And uh, because I got into town earlier, I went to the Great American Beer Festival, uh, walked the floor for uh, for for a good couple of hours, saw some some folks that we know, some folks that we like. Uh, had a lot of beers with Randy Mosher, uh, which is always always a pleasure. Have I heard of him? What's he doing? Uh, yeah, he's an up and coming writer. Uh, he's Chicharone. Uh, he's he's been involved i think now and again with that organization and some other things along the way um and as as you do as you we made our way around and we were drinking you know some of the the the, the carrot flower beers and we got to alaskan for their smoked porter as you do uh, we tried a couple of other other fun things and then eventually there's just this magnetic pole uh that brings you back to sierra nevada and their booth and to Sierra's credit, that you know they 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 rent out a pretty big space on the floor there, um, but they have these bar height counters, not too far from their pouring stations that you can just lean up against and have a conversation and set your uh, chintzy little tasting glass down at. And it's uh, uh, we were just drinking one ounce pours of Sierra <laughs> Draft Pale uh, for for a good you know good hour. Was it cask? Uh yeah, it this is where they they add like the the little bit of yeast to the bottom of the, the like the the draft pale ale is the the one that they serve at Chico and at right, the Milch keg condition one, but yeah, it's not cask because I only drink cask no, pale ale. No, no it's not. It's, I, I, fl- I fly to Georgia specifically just to, for the cask pale ale. Just yeah. to have the cask pale ales. That, that's who I down for Christmas, right? <laughs> Weren't they telling us that they were going to have oh my pale God. celebration? We have and... to. Can we please go? Yes. Please. Yes. Please. Um, we we'll go Rochester Duluth. But um, at uh, so the next day was the Denver Beer Beer Tasting, uh, which is it, it's it's actually a really fun event. And there's there's great brewers there, and they do bring some fun rare beers. Uh, you get a proper glass. We all got you know 16 ounce Willie Belcher glasses. Um, uh, you're not getting full pint pours, but you know you're getting generous pours, and you can walk around. And some beers are heavy, some beers aren't. Um, and Beerstadt was invited to pour at this event this year, and their contribution to rare beer was their Oktoberfest, was their Marsden. It's and super rare. They only make it an Oktoberfest. They, exactly. So it only it, it might only be the rarest beer there these days. It was also you're in a room where there are barrel-aged imperial stouts. This is like a ticker's dream, right? This is a fever dream bottle share of 2015 uh, in this room. Uh, other half so it's, is it's a it's a ddb tasting yeah it's you know other half tasting. is doing their their crazy things uh you know you got microphone and you got weldworks and all of these these breweries that have uh you know weller barrels and pappy barrels and you know more vanilla than madagascar produces in a month kind of thing in a in a glass and it's uh um <laughs> the first beer to kick on the floor was beer stats Oktoberfest. <laughs> and I'm not saying that I had a hand in that. Um but yeah. I absolutely did. Six hundred year winning streak. Um the other beer that got a lot of love was from our friends over at Wall and Paul Pack Brewing, uh Logan Ackerley, who's been on the show before, um yep. out in Pennsylvania. And I think Cass knows them, right, Cass? Sure do. <laughs> Giving Cass some love. Uh, he brought 
his bourbon barrel uh, aged Kraditsky. Shut up. <laughs> this thing is three and a half percent. It is a smoked Polish lager that spent about a minute and a half in bourbon barrels because any more than that, and it bumped the AV would have been would have made a bourbon. Yeah, <laughs> um, and it was delightful and refreshing, and the brewers were going for it, like the the you know the the serious drinkers were going for it. It was so much fun to be drinking this odd little thing, but it's like I was thinking about the marketing campaign, right? You love bourbon. We've taken a rare barrel. And added the most unpopular style of beer to it for about 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah, you should actually make that beer through a Randall, not with a barrel. <laughs> Speaking of that, your your buddy Sam was there uh, as he is. How is our uh, buddy Sam? He, he, he seemed busy pouring his, uh, uh, you know, brand. He brought of... Utopia's, Utopia's yeah, they brought all barrel 120. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, it's such a good idea. I still haven't even tried it, but it's such a good idea. Like, hey, we've merged these two companies, each of which has one ridiculous beer. Let's put one in the other. Uh, Michael Kane from Kane Brewing was there. Twin Elephant was there, which was nice. Uh, Michael was not pouring. Nice. That's beer. good. Good for them. So, you know, a little bit of Wait, I'm sorry, you broke up. Of... What is Michael pouring? No, he wasn't pouring what I really wanted him to be pouring. Some of that good old well, Jersey lightning. That, that, <laughs> Mickey, Kane, that Mickey Kane's white lightning. Um, but what was he pouring? He was there serving, right? Don't they do this fest? I think they yeah, do. No, uh, I, I don't know if they pour. I don't think they pour on the floor of GABF, but I know uh, th they've been pouring. They definitely enter the beers, right? He's won, a, he's won medals, I think. At GABF? Yeah. Probably. I think I think he's got a couple. I think so. Um, I'm pretty sure. I think it's always funny. A lot of New Jersey breweries get those medals. Like, I feel like Spellbound has one. I'm sure Flying Fish has a couple. Like, I think those medals make it to Jersey more than we think they do when we think about Jersey. So good for you, Jersey Brewers. Nice work. Stand up. Um, Speaking of which, let's talk about that. I've never been to that fest. We all know I think it's a silly waste of time, effort, and money. Um, and bad for business. I actually think it hurts us more. But that's my opinion. Um, but you, John, pro might be one of the top regular attenders outside your friend Mosier. What was the feel like this year compared to pre-COVID, during COVID? You know what I mean? Like, were we back to the grandeur of 60,000 people? Were there yeah. 10 people there? What was it like? Uh, it felt really sparse on Thursday night, which was very, very strange because there's usually, you know, some action happening there. Um, but it felt really, really sparse. Um, and honestly, like older, you know, I mean, I'm now in my you know early 40s and everybody felt either my age or older. Um where okay. when I was in my 20s, that made sense. Uh, but I didn't see a so lot you're of... Say, so you're saying coming. when you were in your 20s... Wait, are you saying when you are in your 20s, most of the people there were 40, and now you're in your 40s and everybody is 60? Yes. Because that's just linear. That means we haven't picked up any new drinkers and in that's, 20 and, years. And that's, what I'm, and that's what I'm saying. That's what I was really feeling in the room where okay. I, I, I just was not getting that... 
that vibe of the younger of the younger folks. And you know what's interesting is, hey, get- everybody, crack your bottle. We're actually oh, yeah. thirty five minutes into a drinking an ale and bullshitting episode, and we've only had a lager and we haven't talked about the bottle. So I'm pulling the bottle out now. I've been on it. All right, good. Anyway, right. keep going, John. I'm sorry. I just didn't want know, to be open. like, hey, we got to talk about this beer. Goodbye. Um, the yeah, it it felt like the entire industry and like the people who care about these things is aging out. And I I didn't get the sense that a younger generation and maybe Friday and Saturday nights were different. Uh, and in fact, I'm sure that they probably were. But I remember Thursday nights as being a bigger party. You know, the people who were going to take Friday off from work um, or, you know, were unemployed. Um, and it's... It Pencil just, necklaces. What's that? Yeah. Uh, it just didn't have that feel to it. And the more I was thinking about it, it, it is sort of beer. It, the, the fest is a, is a victim of its own success in some ways of beers, you know, success. 10,000 breweries in the country right now. I can walk into a lot of them, get a diverse style of beer uh, in a proper glass, sit down at a table with friends or by myself if I want to, um, drink at my own pace, uh, have conversation or not, and be comfortable while doing it. Here, a one-ounce pour is kind of laughable, right? And, right. And, and it's one of those things where it's a crapshoot as well. Like if you go to a brewery that like Russian river, which is always going to have a line and dogfish is always going to have a line. Um, and some of these others, but going to some of the smaller breweries, you don't necessarily know what you're going to be getting. And when it's a volunteer and not a brewer who's pouring, you can't ask a question of like, well, can you tell me about your carrot flower saison? You know, it's like, I don't know. It's carrot. I, I will tell you, I will tell you as a brewer, there's nothing better in those volunteer sessions than when you find somebody who's there because they love beer and they learn what you're doing and they taste it and then they start telling people. And it's almost when you can learn the most about your own beer. You know what I mean? When you go to those things like, this, this is Jim and he's going to pour it for you. They're like, all right, Jim, I bought this beer and it's like this. Okay, you walk away. And like 50 conversations later, you come back and you hear what Jim's saying. You can learn a lot. But a lot, sure. lot of times you get a person who's like, it's carton. Right. And so yeah. it, I think that, you know, events and larger festivals are tough, a tough sale these days. Right. I mean, we've seen a couple of um, uh, festivals that were planning on happening, not happening. Uh, we've had uh, low attendance at others. And the Great American Beer Festival, which used to bring 65, 70,000 people in this year, the press releases touting it uh, three months out, we're talking about 40,000 people. So they were already tempering their expectations. Um, I think COVID played a role in it. Um, I think the economy plays a role in it. But I also think that older beer drinkers and the people who used to be going to this thing for the last 20 years, like me, um, much prefer a place where we can sit down and have a conversation. And this idea of, you know, ticking isn't, you know, what it used to be. Um, so they're trying, right? There's a pavilion where they had uh, like cider and seltzers and kombucha, um, which nobody was at uh, when I was walking past. 
Um, and then for the first time that I can recall seeing it at the Great American Beer Festival, uh, they had their International Beer Pavilion. So, yeah. Hmm. Who's there? This, this beer we're drinking now? Uh, Probably. I bet you this, that was there. <laughs> this was on the floor. I'd be, I'd be, yeah, I would have been here as well. This is delightful. Yeah, I got mixed, is, I got mixed feelings. Beer. Oh, yeah? Remember how how happy we were about the last rainy day beer this is a rainy day beer yeah no this is like this is, i have a fire in the fireplace yeah yeah i have a fire in the fireplace and i am drinking a candy sugar clove fermented yellow belgian beer right it's just like you know it's it's all of like I want to. I want. So wait, doubles are brown, right? So it's singles and triples that are golden. So I feel like we're drinking a single, but an Abbey single. You know what I mean? I feel like I feel like the the they didn't try to clean up their fermentation. They they laid into their fermentation, but it still feels like spicy, seven percent ish. Even a little hop presence, Sean. Do you have like some? Yeah, yeah. There's some, like a like a grassy, earthy hop to it. St- Sterling hops or, or something. You know what I mean? One of those. Yeah. Classicy fuggles type. Um. Yeah. It's it, it's say it, what what's weird about it is it's like the oldest flavors in the world, but it tastes super like the beer itself tastes super super fresh. Yeah, that like, freshness aspect I'm digging off of this. Um. There's also, I mean, there's there's a good amount of booze in this um mm-hmm. but i'm only catching it like you know how sometimes it's like oh wow this is super hot or you know like you can immediately yeah. feel it. I, it, this this feels stealthy to me like i know it's it also there. tastes it also has that that sugar fermentation heat rather than that strong heat you know what i mean like that that like there's a difference between 12% and eight percent candy sugar fermentation. Okay, you know what I mean. Like, there's that deceptive heat of simple fermentation. You yeah. know what I mean? I get it. Because it doesn't yeah. feel like mouthfeel, body, ten percent to me. It feels like Belgian cheating candy sugar, eight percent or seven percent. How about you, Kevin? Uh, I'm getting some oxidization. I don't think it's really? fresh. Uh, my, maybe maybe it didn't but, cap but my bottle on, wrong, Cass. but it tastes it tastes a it tastes Cass. a little oxidized. Hey, Cass, you're talking your book. You poured out of a bottle, and you said the company says I have to taste oxidized every time I fucking pour a bottle. <laughs> stop it! <laughs> fucking stop it! Jesus fucking Christ! Oxidized. It's like the, in the Iron Heart. I get like I maybe maybe it's something it, else, but that's that's the first thing that I that I sniffed and tasted, and I also is, have a blindfold on. Completely not oxidized. No. This is completely not. I got oxidized. I got I got none of that. Uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> that's what I'm that's what I'm picking up. Right. You at you asked. I'm Cass, telling. I feel Cass, like a lot of this, muted the fruit. Whole thing of the, the whole thing about the black glasses, so that you leave all your fucking. Fr- predilections at home and you just fucking saw a bottle and said i'm gonna smell cardboard that's actually that's not not and i was excited actually because <laughs> like, god god knows what it was gonna <laughs> I be i haven't been allowed to drink a bottle in a decade augie <laughs> god i hope this thing's a year old no here's what i'll tell you though if this is oxid, the fruit you say you're getting the fruit you say you're getting if it was oxidized you wouldn't be getting 
you'd be getting cardboard. One stomps on the other. It just it, it tastes. I think it tastes old, this, man. The clovey fermentation. I think uh, it tastes old school, not old packaged. Do, hey, Kennedy, when we open this, are we going to be able to get a date, or did uh, you send us somebody's homebrew? Yeah, I think so. I think so. I'm not sure. All right. Why don't you? Do you have one? Why don't you try to figure out the date while we keep talking? I do have one. I just sent you guys the three that I was able to buy. Oh, so they were oh. singles. Sorry, so on quick, the bodega shelf, everybody collecting go to their dust. mental database. <laughs> I'm everybody go to their go to their mental database and figure out what sold in a three pack. <laughs> it can't be he a got, lot of beers, right? Did you ask them if they're going to restock it after you bought the last three? I uh, did not. Oh, wait, Jesus Christ! Wait. How do you know it's the last three? Wait, did this come in a three pack, but then also like a commemorative tasting glass? Like, was it one of those? Oh, nice, fancy. <laughs> Is this Le Chouf? Are we drinking Christmas beer? Close. No. You did oh. load us up with you did load us up with uh, well, that, narrow, that, narrow, that narrows it down, then right. that narrows it down with a possibility. I just got to my it. foil. I know what we're drinking. Oh. All right. I know All the right. rules, and I'm not supposed to call it, but I'm calling it Le Chouf. You're okay. calling it Le Chouf. I was I was gonna pick do just there from Sweden if I'm pronouncing that right, but now I'm unwrapping it, and I'm probably wrong. Yep, absolutely wrong. All right, tell me what it is, and Kennedy, give us a date. We are drinking some Rockford Triple Extra Belgian Ale, 8.1%. Ooh. So Hall nailed that. Lot, 7-12-2023. Damn it! <laughs> I feel like... Pretty, fuck, pretty fucking How fresh. Like? Yeah, and you, you know who sucks at, ca- at capping? The Belgians. <laughs> So much. I mean, yeah, it, it it the air just rushes underneath immediately. Six hundred years of doing this exactly right. Um, oh, this is delightful. This is you know, and here's really the thing: is. Right? this is a, a nice style. fire beer. Triples are it's a, style a triple that though. I, I just don't like. like it doesn't. Cool like it's man. not. It's not hot though. Like you could chug this down. Like it's it's. <laughs> It's it's that it's that drinkable. Yeah. Well, once you get boy, if only the they put it in a can, then you could shotgun it. <laughs> yeah. If you, only you wait, Wait, they'll, they'll can. The... <laughs> well, they'll can when they give it to what's his name to oxidize for him. Uh, People used to clamor over this, right? Cass, I mean, Cass Ironheart's got to send you to Belgium so that you can do the sales call on Roquefort to. Basically. You know what I love? So, is you know, I was saying, tasting your like, oxidized beard. You know what I was thinking? Hey, Jimmy Rockford, I don't know if you know this, but I'm on a peg. I'm on a podcast, and I got an oxidized bottle, so I'm going to set you right. Honestly, if this was in a 19-2, I would buy it on Jersey Transit after a day of drinking at the Tiger. Just to be clear, if this was in a 19-2, it would still be 1% smaller than 90. Yes. Yeah, you'd be making a safer choice. (laughs) Well, until you get to that second camp, but yeah. You know what's funny is I imagine our geekier friends at home listening to my comments about 8% sugar fermentation and being a single and realizing that 8% sugar fermentation means triple. So I'm sorry to everybody who is hearing me contradict my own self without paying attention. But I was just having a nice, chill day drinking with the boys, and now I'm embarrassed by my plebeian understanding of Belgian beers. 
So Me too. Can we make the can we make the trick rock Chester Duluth Belgium? Sure. What airline? The amount you the amount you book plane tickets, Hall. You've got to have a way to make that happen. We of course we can make that happen. Yeah. I mean, make we're gonna probably happen. have we're probably gonna have to connect through Akron or something. But yeah. <laughs> and all right y'all kennedy do you have a letter for the letter episode i got a perfect letter for this uh discussion we just had about uh age dates okay go on along but i'll read it uh it's from niles r he says kennedy my man this this question is actually directed somewhat at you but happy to hear what uh, the others oh, oh, i wonder how that got to the top of the list <laughs> hey, I have a Kennedy question. Augie, we did get a letter. I've been, <laughs> I've been a little disappointed recently by one of my favorite bottle shops due to an uptick in poor experiences with Belgian imported beers. This is why I'm reading Ooh. this. Uh, it's, sort of, it's the sort of place that grown accustomed to not needing to worry so much about checking out bottling and Best Buy dates since I typically trust them to be regularly checking, checking what is on their shelves. Plus, I found it's not always easy to gather bottling or best on or best buy information uh, on the cans bottles. Uh, and here's the question. When you're picking out beers for the show or personal drinking, how do you avoid bad beers? Do you only buy what's in the fridge, seasonal? Do you always check the dates? Do you then bring it up to the place where you bought it, hoping they would rectify it? I guess if you get a bad beer. Do you contact the brewery? Any thoughts around enjoying beers from around the world are appreciated. Cheers, Niles. So I I mean, I buy seasonal and then I buy stuff that I don't think it would matter much whether the best by date, like I didn't know what this best by date was, right? I didn't check that, but I knew that well, there was- is, I, I think it's a bottling, not best buy, but yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a bottling date. I didn't look at it before I bought it. Um, it's a store that I know has high turnover. So I think that's always a sign. There wasn't dust on the bottles when I bought it. By <laughs> yeah. what I thought. <laughs> and I send you guys Company. stuff. So I don't, you know, I don't, I don't think too much about it. Well, I think, well, Kennedy, I would think, I would hope sometimes you're purposely looking for old tired shit. Yeah, that, right. That's the a... whole idea, the conceit of the what it is, not what we thought it would be, what it's doing, not what we were told it would do, is it's supposed to be here's a beer. Yep. What's it doing? And sometimes, like, I would refute, you know, me, everybody knows me, I would refute all of Niall's um, question in the first place, right? Like, I, I want to know what a six month old other half can taste like. I want to know what a year old boat can taste like. Like we we purposely we purposely tag our shit journey began, not bottled on. Because I think that's the point of reference you need. Like should be a thing that evolves and evolution is largely deterioration. And we've had this conversation on the show a bunch. I think ideally, if you're buying the freshest four pack you can, you're not drinking all four at one sitting. And if you were, you would buy eight because there's always one that should end up in the back of the fridge. And three or four months later, you should come to and learn something about how beer ages and matures and 
deteriorates and even falls apart. But we've drank fucking 29-year-old Billy beer on this show. Yeah. Or 40-year-old Billy beer on this show. Like, like that's interesting shit. And I'd much rather, I'd much rather get a soy saucy utopias than, you know, every four weeks flip of fuzzy baby ducks or something. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, but that said, you know, you're interested in drinking six month old other half. Most people that are shopping for other half at the store are not going to be interested in drinking old beer. So you can't. Yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah. But he said Belgian and I can't think of a Belgian beer I wouldn't buy because of date coding. Exactly. And that's why I didn't check this date when I bought it for you guys, because I don't think that would have if it were three years old, that would have been even better, right? Like, Yeah, well, had Cass been right, and I had just <laughs> given the note, I had just given the note, it tastes surprisingly fresh to me for these flavors. And Cass said oxidized. There's only one fun game left. Is it six months old or six years old? You know what I mean? Yep. Like That's the fun of this game we try to play on this show is what do we know and what are we learning? I would also say, Niles, that you're right that uh, imported beers don't move as much as they used to. So I don't think you're inaccurate in your concern about that. But uh... yeah, but also, well, I would I mean... also I would also tag that I hope you stop caring about that and keep buying it because the truth is, if they don't move ever, they will go away. So if you're a guy or... who cares about Belgian these days, you can't become a prima donna Belgian guy who only buys three month old beer. If you want Belgians, you want mature flavors, buy mature beers. And honestly, we've had some of the beers that have been transported over here by other means and then canned or bottled on this side of things. Um, and that, in a lot of cases, not a good plan. You know, has not done favors to those beers. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh -oh. and to be fair, one more thing, one more thing to touch on. We keep touching on want to go back to Brick House and drink their celebration casks when they come in. But the coolest fucking thing in that place is the verticals of Belgian beers that go back years, let alone canning dates. You know what I mean? Like, remember that picture you put on of Orval, John? They had yeah. like 18 years of Orval in that bar. And we've never been more excited, right? Like, that was like, oh my God, look, they've got weak old Hetty Topper. You know what I mean? We were like, Jesus fucking Christ, I've got 18-year-old all. And that's one of the five definitive Belgian beers. Yes. Like, yeah, man, let that go. Let that go. Start fucking around with older dates. Again, shelf versus fridge, different thing. I think that old, I'd want shelf, not fridge. I've yeah. also been going to a couple beer stores recently that keep the store just cool, like 62 cool. You know what I mean? Instead of like trying to have fridge and shelf, they just have a cold store. Yes. And I kind of love that approach. I'm kind of a big fan of just air condition the fuck out of your whole store all the time and just keep everything visible. One big beer cave. Yeah. I think yeah. I think that's becoming my opinion of what a store should be. Okay. All right, y'all. I appreciate you guys uh, jumping on. Sean, it was really fun slamming a couple beers with you in Colorado. That, we'll be back on the road in New Jersey a, 48 hours later. It was a good time. It was a good time.
uh that wasn't even yeah, yeah it was 48 hours ago that we were drinking <laughs> We were, we were together in Colorado drinking beers. Me after being there for 10 days and you after being there for seven minutes. Uh, delightful. Um, do it again I love sometime. it. And I do love catching you in a Denver bar. We'll go back. Uh, props to everybody in Denver who did the hard work of trying to promote um, craft brewing, although it sounds like you just made old men older. Oh. Let's try to get better at that. Uh, Pass. Mr. Yes. Cass, it's time for you to earn us them sweet, sweet ducats. Hey, Patreons, thank you so much for all that you do for us, kicking us those wonderful ducats. If you would like to donate, keep us flowing, keep the beers flowing, whether they're old or new. That's patreon.com slash steal this beer. If you want to write us letters like Niles, that's steal this beer podcast at gmail.com. Check us out on all the socials, Twitter, Facebook, the gram. Uh, at steal this beer and then see what we're drinking on untapped we are way behind on that shit so uh at one of these days i'll get to update people are really getting upset with you people are telling me how bad you are at that like in person and we got a letter about it too Cass. so you got to step that up bud did we what's the letter real fast yeah let's read it go ahead jesus christ all right extra long episode don't say we don't care about you bonus content here we go steal this overtime Reopening. Uh, while I wait for this page to open, I want to uh, let people know that you can check out Beerstadt in Brooklyn next weekend. They're going to be wait, at, what? It, they're going to be at Turst. Pouring five beers, I think. So, um, wait, the last is next five weekend minutes. the thirtieth? Uh, maybe it's two weekends. Sorry, is I, next weekend the thirtieth? But wait, wait, what weekend is it? It is the weekend of uh, the first weekend of October, the sixth or something. Uh, it's Sunday, October first. So that yeah, that's next weekend. Yeah. So that's all right. So but wait, so next weekend for, and we're gonna re, we're gonna release this on, on Monday, right? Yeah, yeah. So this weekend. So let's all try to be, be there next Monday, but more next Sunday. But more importantly, that Saturday night is Evan's last live gig on the farm so no no for the season you know they shut down in october so evan is playing at plan b on saturday night and i'm 100 to be there like you know i can't miss that so i'll be anybody that wants to meet on the farm saturday night and then roll down into tourist on monday i'm down as fuck ashley bill and chris who's chris uh will be there for the event next next weekend. Godspeed, gentlemen. All right, cool. Y'all have You can't fun. make it, John? You can't make I'm gonna it, John? Be, I'm going to be in Germany. Going to Germany. He's going to the real Oktoberfest. You're going to the real Oktoberfest without me? I... <laughs> I said I've been October. trying to get to that thing for 50 years. I'm, I'm warming it up for you. I right. don't believe you. I think <laughs> you're going to wear it out. <laughs> I'll send you a postcard. All right, all right, uh, y'all. What's your letter? No, wait, we gotta. Who like we gotta? Yeah, hear let's oh, let's hear this letter so I can defend letter. myself. Sorry, I forgot about the letter. All right, Shane M says untapped is way behind. Colon. <laughs> Let <Period>. me. <laughs> Sincerely. <laughs> Sincerely, Shane. My man, Justin and Cass. My OCD is killing me when I notice how far behind your untapped is for still. <laughs> I get it. Y'all are busy. As a loyal listener, I am willing to keep it to date. 
I'm volunteering my free time to do so. <laughs> All right, so we can send him the pictures then because, you but, know, I haven't on, been – I haven't been – I knew this was going to happen, steps. and this is what makes me crazy. This is what makes me crazy about your generation, Cass. In the same exact amount of time it could take you to prepare an email to Shane, you could fucking post on it on Untapped. Well, like he's not saving you unless he's got to listen. Unless what he's saying is, I will listen and I will just check in for the boys and make some notes on what was said. Like if Shane's just gonna be like, all right, they drank Trappist Roquefort triple. Cass thought it was oxidized like a buffoon. Augie and Hall knew better. Uh show date blah 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 guess blah 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 that'd be fascinating if he wants to take all the work off you but if we're pretending we're going to put a picture of the beer we're drinking with it which you guys have to send me those pictures which not always happens (laughs) well kennedy my man why don't he sends me a picture with both fucking beers I need individual pictures Kennedy. with the black glass for super sexy photos uh, on on tag. No, no, no. It can def it can definitely be both. It doesn't need the black glass. And Kennedy would be much funnier if you just took a picture of them wrapped and unwrapped. <laughs> you know, like here they are going out in the mail. Like let everybody see your target bags. Get that <laughs> shit going. I love that this has turned into a production meeting. Yeah, uh, bar- I'm gonna um, just go back to posting them as we record. We have one because once a year, that's that's when it was great. Not. Yeah, I always said post them as we record, and I, and and I got yelled at for that sometime last year, and that's yeah, probably where that's probably that. where I we stopped stop posting. Like that's that's like the weird that's like the weird truck chaser thing. Like if somebody is pissed off because they know what we're gonna drink next week because you put it up, you know, if somebody's pissed off, they know today what we're gonna drink Monday, and they want to miss the reveal. Just unfollow us on Untapped. All right, good production meeting team. Love you all. Thanks, hey, Shane. Y'all get at us.